New England Kenworth is a successful dealer of heavy-duty trucks and among the top 25 private companies in New Hampshire. We talked to the two sisters at the helm about leading their company through the pandemic and the death of their father and the company's longtime leader, and how they are ensuring the future of the family business. Hello, I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business New Hampshire Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, founder and president of Cardinal Consulting, and welcome to BizCast NH. Here we are again, Matt. So yes, let's uh, let's dig deep into our roots here for a minute. Um, I'm so curious because we've you know we've known each other for a little while, but certainly didn't know each other growing up by any means. Um, and I'm curious what it was like growing up with Matt Mowry. Oh my gosh, um, a nightmare for my parents, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually good child. Oh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had a great childhood. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, so we uprooted every two to three years and moved to a whole new country. So we lived in Portugal, we lived in Germany, we lived in England. Um, you know, family vacations were like, let's go to Holland. Uh, so excuse me. (laughs) Cool. Um, what were you, I mean, like, what were you, well, yeah, I got a question for you though. First, like, what were you doing as a kid? I mean, you're, you know, you're in all these different countries. I mean, what, what did you, were you a outside kid? Were you an inside kid? Were you a book kid? Were you a, you know, run around and cause trouble and, you know, ding dong ditch ditch kind of kid or what? Oh, I was an indoor cat. Okay, no, uh, an indoor sports, cat. I, I played a little sports <laughs> and baseball, and that was like the extent of it. Um, okay, but uh, no, I, I, you know, I. The, the cool thing is that you know, on the bases we were on, there were always kids, so it oh, was like that's right. You're on you know, a base, like, so I, there's almost like 1950s neighborhood growing up. You're just out playing with all the other neighborhood kids, and then um, you, you know, when we were in England, I am the the public school for the American um, kids uh, was an hour away at another base because we're on a smaller base. So we instead went to the English school nearby. So that was kind of like the equivalent of our private school, like huh. school uniforms and, uh, you know, assemblies and we sang hymns. And it was, you know, when I got back to the States in seventh grade, it was like whew, culture shock. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. I'll say, geez. Um, I forgot about the base thing. Like that, yeah, you kind of have like instant community in that way, right? It was very cool that way. You cool. know, it was, everyone knew everyone and um, you got to, you know, just have, have at it with the, you know, playing with the other kids. There it is. There it is. We, um, it's funny. We, um, you know, I spent a lot of time outside as a kid. My dad uh, growing up was uh, a landscaper and an arborist and all that. So it, there was always, you know, something to do outside. And I remember as a kid, before he owned a tractor, I would go out with a, uh, a pick in the backyard and dig out stumps out of the backyard and then try oh. to pull them out of the hole with a chain and put them on a sled and drag them across the yard. I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm that I'm that kid, apparently, right? I, and, and our guests who are, are with us and chuckling um, may appreciate this, that my dad replaced an engine in an old GMC pickup truck once and left the engine on the side of the garage for me to tear apart. 
down to like the camshaft, which I was like, how do you get this out? I can't get this out, right? But yes, you know, just always up to something. But now, could I put stuff back together? No, no, of course not. But could I take it apart? Heck yes. Heck yes. So anyway, that was, yeah, that's just a little preview into our lives. And playing in the mud. Of course, everybody played in the mud, right? Tell me there was mud on the base, Matt. Oh, of course. You know, you know, uh, I was the child of the 70s. You know, if, if, if there was, didn't matter what the weather was, at some point your parents said, told you, get out of my yeah, house. Yeah, and there was like Go PCBs in the mud when you were, you know, when you were a kid. So that explains a whole <laughs> lot, too. Oh, my God. Well, before we get um, too far into the rabbit hole of our families, um, let's introduce our guests and maybe talk a bit about their family, work and otherwise. So Mary Beth and Denise Alosa are sisters and co-CEOs of New England Kenworth, a group of Kenworth truck dealerships with locations throughout New England. Mary Beth and Denise are the third generation of the Alosa family to run the business following in their dad Joe's footsteps. Ladies, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Yes. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Awesome. We're, we're, um, we're excited to, like I was kind of saying earlier, you know, delve into your family, not only your immediate family, but your work family. Um, but tell us a little bit about the history of New England Kenworth. And we're not talking about like pickups and one tons here. We're talking about the big boys. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, my grandfather, mm-hmm. so my father's father <clears throat> started the business as a uh, fix-it towing operation for for cars and small trucks which which is in, in 1917 so wow um they were kind of on the cutting edge of the automobile and learning all those things and he knew uh, he had immigrated from Italy and his name was uh, Pasquale or Patsy and he didn't speak a lot of English but when he would answer the phone he would say Patsy fix and, <laughs> I love it I love it and so that's where it evolved from and then my dad um, he had, you know, some siblings, but he was the one that sort of uh, grabbed the helm and and uh, grew the business into a, you know, car and truck repair place, and ultimately focused on on trucks, big trucks, big trucks. Yeah, like these are the ones that are what, like hauling tractor trailers and have have cement mixers on them, and like I mean, these are yeah, these are serious. Yeah, you name it, they're. Uh, work trucks, vocational trucks, you know, uh, everything you have in your house came on a truck, those kind of trucks, big trucks. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, So, well, to sort of play off what we were talking a little little bit about earlier, Matt and I, was what was it like growing up in, in your family, in your family who was in this business of selling trucks? I'd like to uh, tell, yeah. tell, I have a quick <laughs> little story it, that, that, yeah. you, that you may appreciate. Okay. Um, I was about 16 years old. It's a very quick story. Uh, I wanted to go to the mall with my friends. And at the time, this is not a, a truck, but we had um, in the driveway, we always had random vehicles and happened to be a 75 Stingray Corvette that was in the yard. And uh, he said to me, he, and I've had the same friends forever, still have them. They're, we're all good. And, and so anyway... Dad said, tell your friends you'll meet them there. And I said, okay, what do you need? Because that was the signal that he wanted me to do something. And he said, see the Corvette in the driveway? It's got a headlight out. 
go fix it and then you can go meet your friends at the mall and <laughs> and, and now remember that the stingray had the headlights that flipped down oh yeah into the so this isn't mm-hmm. like changing a bulb this is like you have to figure a lot of things out and so he handed me a phillips screwdriver and a regular screwdriver and i said what he goes you'll figure the rest out and walked away and i could Whoa. not leave until i had that headlight fixed <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> so that 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 give you some idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. A little tit for tat. Like yeah. you can do this, you can do that. Yeah. So yeah. did you, fi- you figured it out? I figured it out. I okay. fixed it. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like that could be a whole other episode. Yeah, how, to I change, know. how to change the mini five string right bulb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so those were, those are some of the things and, you know, um, you know, just grew up. If we were outside, we, we were outside kids and, but true Denise, if we were outside, we were usually working. <laughs> there was a list and the list needed to be done before the play happened. Yeah. And uh, if your friends wanted to come over, they could help you with the list. Oh. And no friends wanted to come over. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're not going to the Elosis until right. it's like they after always, two. They always make <laughs> you <know>? us do work. <laughs> That's awesome. That's but awesome. They, they quickly figured out if they helped with the list it got done quicker then we could do fun things quicker right so yeah right right like bring all the kids together yeah, yeah, yeah. matt go ahead so i'm in, in addition to you know the chores around the house um did you grow up you know actually in the family business would you go there as kids um what was that like growing up in the family business and at what point did each of you realize you know i might want to be part of the family business i think i was born in the garage I don't know if you were, <laughs> um, but yeah, Denise, I'll let you go. Um, yeah, we all grew up in, in a manner of speaking in the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, um, you know, after school or weekends where we would go with my dad down to the shop and there was either trash to be emptied or a truck to be washed. Um, you know, you do the tasks when you're 10 or 12 and then eventually you learn to drive. So we got to drive a lot of the vehicles and learn how to do all those things. And, and, and he wisely taught us all how to drive all kinds of vehicles so we could appreciate, um, how big and how difficult they are. Um, and can I just interrupt you there? We, so didn't we all take our driver's license test, like on the old Suburbans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, so when we went out to take our test, I mean, <laughs> cause we figured if you could drive that, you know, oh, yeah. there's a starting point, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I think we did Suburbans anyway. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you were probably driving sticks too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Do they, like, do the new trucks, this is totally a side no, note, no, I feel no, like, but fine. do new trucks have, like, the actual stick shift or is it more automated these days or what does the inside of a new truck look like? Both. Yeah. It's both available. Um, automatics are becoming increasingly more available and more popular. Interesting. Uh Mainly for driver fatigue is a big thing because you're not depressing a clutch when you have to shift. True. That said, it depends on the application of the truck. So if mm. you're if if you're going across the country, you're probably going to want an 18 speed. If you're running a dump truck, I uh, mean, I'd want an automatic all day long. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So it's so both, but they're like giant cars. I recently had a one of our senators I took for a ride in, oh, nice. in, in a truck, and and he said I thought we'd be screaming at each other. And I said, yeah, these are just big cars now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're beautiful inside. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, that new 
car slash come a long way as yeah. it were right yeah sure neat, so neat. i don't know if you have anything to add to that i just no the but, one of the things in, in speaking to the quietness of mm, inside the cab mm. the one of the things they say about kenworth trucks which you know which is our brand mm-hmm. is um even a kenworth that's 10 or or 20 years old you got to roll the window down shut the door all the way because the cab is so tight if the window is up it's really hard to yeah. close the door. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. Cool. Gosh, maybe maybe Matt will have to like go for a ride sometime. Oh yeah. We're supposed okay. to do all these other things with other guests <laughs> who we promise, you know, restaurants and this and that. But heck, let's go for a ride in a truck. Come on. It's way more fun than people realize. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. I'll let you drive too. I don't need to drive. I just need to experience. Um, what, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, I can see in your faces that this is something that you love. That that family obviously is a big part of it. But what do you? What is it that you really love about the truck? business. And we're going to get into how you got into this business, but what do you love about the truck business? Um, what I love about it, and it's, I get ridiculously uh, geeky and giddy about good, it. Good. We love I, that is, here this at BizCast. This, this, this is how I roll. Um, I love watching a truck, two things, watching a truck roll into one of our shops, mm-hmm. broke, broken. Mm-hmm. It's got something wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our techs who are, I, it's the technician thing is that's a whole other thing. I mean, that, it's so advanced mm-hmm. now to fix that piece of that, that truck, whatever, to go out. Then it, it leaves fixed. Mm-hmm. It's ready to go make money for, for its owner. Yeah. That's one thing I still, I, every, I love to see that. And the other thing is when the new trucks come in, they are, typically we get, two or three at a time and they're, and they're decked and stacked and they're pretty and shiny. And I'm like, Oh, someone's getting a new truck. Like, like it's like big, you know, I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not a small purchase. So it's like, no. it's, it's so exciting to get them all prepped and ready. And I still, I get ridiculously happy. About I love that. it. I love it. Your energy is fantastic. That's so cool. That so. is so cool. Denise, how about you? Um, I like the, uh, I like the variety in, in the business, you know, there's the, the fixing side and there's the parts side and there's the sales side. And then it's all of our employees and personnel. And then I really like um, learning about each of our customers' businesses. You know, they're, they all have a unique side to them and we need to really delve into their business to understand what their needs are for a truck. You That's know, it, true. The, the trucks we sell are all um, custom built component trucks, you know, that they can spec every little piece of it. And mm-hmm. it's important for our sales team and for us to understand their business and what they're going to use it for to advise them the right way. That's and a good point. Mary Beth is more on that side of the yeah. business, but it, it's really cool to learn about their business. Nice. And, and then on a more, on a more global mm-hmm. s- scale, sure. I mean, and we're a smaller dealer it, relative to somebody in the Midwest or West or, sure. you know, that type of thing, yeah. just location where we are. Right. But still we are truck dealers. It doesn't matter really the brand as far as I'm concerned. A lot of people don't realize how important we are as a, as a group, as, mm-hmm. as an entity to keep these trucks on the road and keep the economy moving. Yeah. Cause if all trucks were to shut down today, mm-hmm. Done. We'd done. There'd be a lot of angry people. Well, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and not and, just and, the truck owners, and, and the people wouldn't be getting their Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and the people, that would, you know, I mean, just name it. It, it snowballs. So yeah. that's the other thing. I mean, we're this tiny little piece, but it's still we're we're keeping it going. You know, awesome, awesome. Um, to that end, um, a lo- there's a lot of industries dealing with a lack of new talent right now. Um, you are being proactive, and and so want to talk a little bit. You know, have you describe how you're working with, um 
for example, the community college system as a pipeline. Talk to us about that and that that diesel tech program. Yeah. So that's something that I've I've really grabbed onto because the lack of whether it's automotive or heavy truck or motorcycle or whatnot, the the lack of people going in is uh, and I think is small. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's it's uh, I say desperation point a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. looking for people who can really um, fix these trucks because mm-hmm. no matter how advanced they get, they're still going to need to be fixed. Um, what we've done is we've integrated ourselves with specifically White Mountains Community College because they're the only one that has a heavy diesel program. Yes. And they were largely skewed in one direction, which was more heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to get in on the engine side. So um, I worked with Kenworth Truck Company as well as you know our dealership, mm-hmm. and we ended up donating an engine to them. Oh, wow. Um, our new MX, uh, MX engine is Kenworth's proprietary engine as well as Peterbilt. But, wow. um, and it is on a, a stand. It's meant to be torn apart, put back together, the tooling, everything. Um, so Not that, unlike the one in your garage. I was going right, to say, no, I right, would love right. this. So, I don't so, live far so, from there. So Maybe listen, I'll take a day trip. Well, yeah, hey, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what? I want to... Oh, audit the course because on my bucket list is to do an engine overhaul and so you know maybe you'd want to come up and audit uh, the course you know i would and i will i'm, I'm there St- i'm sticking to it i'm absolutely sticking to it oh my gosh so and the other thing just to wrap the, that part up yeah. I, um yeah. i was also i'm on their academic advisory board as well and so we are breaking new ground on a ten thousand square foot building in littleton yes you are for for um, the di- primarily the diesel tech program, and we are very excited about that because they need it's a desperately needed space and and the classroom, and we're just excited. I'm just excited to be a part of of all that. We'll be right back with Denise and Mary Beth. McLean Middleton is a full service law firm with over 100 attorneys and 25 paralegals throughout its five offices in Manchester, Concord, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. For over 100 years, they've been providing exceptional legal services to businesses, individuals, and nonprofit organizations across the region. Visit McLean.com for a complete list of practice areas and attorneys. We're back with Mary Beth and Denise Alosa with New England Kenworth. Ladies, um, let's delve into your family a, a little bit. I was um, really sorry to hear of your dad's passing um, in, I believe, 2020. Um, but maybe want to hear from you uh, how, how you handled that in, in grieving, but also having to step up and lead this company. That's not easy to sort of be, you know, forward thinking and functional while maybe not being as functional as you as you can be because someone dear to you has passed. So um, I, I'm sorry to hear that. And, and maybe tell us a, a bit of a, you know, maybe some stories about dad and, and also um, how you stepped up as leaders. Well, let's see. That's a big question. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I know that. So take your time with it. Um, well, we're good at punting. Let's <laughs> do that. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, my father was a, was a, a, a a pretty big community and, and force in, in the business for mm-hmm. many years, at least locally, um, and was very integral in um, running his day-to-day operation right up right up, in, right up until he passed. Um, I, it's been a challenge, I won't lie, and it's probably continuing to be a challenge. Um, but I think he had a real knack of um, hiring and mentoring people to... Um, provide leadership within the company. And so 
we've got a really great leadership team who have really stepped up and have been with us for a long time, you know, knew my dad, knew his values, knew how to carry the torch, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so they've been a godsend to, to, I think, all of us and, and to all of our employees that they've just, you know, jumped in and worked really hard and, and didn't put a lot of pressure on us to have to make certain decisions early on and, mm -hmm. and understood. So um, it, it's definitely been a, a team effort for us. And um, particularly for, for me, I haven't been in the business as long as Mary Beth has. Uh -huh. So she's got a much deeper background in, in that part of it. I mean, I always sat around the table at holidays and sure, talked about drugs, sure. but I wasn't, I wasn't in the, in the everyday, so to speak. So, yeah. um, so it's been, uh, for me a little bit of, like drinking out of a fire hose for the last <laughs> two years. But. <laughs> I, um, I looked at, or, or watched rather, a video that's on your website from your 100th anniversary in 2017. And what I was struck by is all of these employees, these individuals, uh, basically were saying, thank you for you know allowing me to be successful and to be somebody by way of the work that your dad, that all of you, that all the, the team is doing. That's amazing to me. All of these people were just so appreciative and thankful and, and you don't see that in every company. So there's clearly something special there, uh, whether, you know, culturally, uh, through your dad or, or what, but I was really struck and really, um, I thought, wow, this is, this is cool. This isn't just another truck dealer. You know, this is a family. And that's why I think I keep saying that word to you guys a lot, but do you feel that way as well? Absolutely. I mean, I, I actually I was talking to one of our technicians and uh, he had a his father was ill and he had to go visit him. So consequently, he was he was off. And a friend of his says, how are you getting the time off? And the first thing he said was he goes, I work for a family, not a company. And like I, I was, you know, just it, just him telling me that. I mean, I got goosebumps. It, it was just like that was just the ultimate compliment you know because you always he always said take care of your customers take care of your people and you'll be okay you know and that's what we've tried to really um always like it's a, like a mantra almost, oh absolutely you know? yeah that's kind of so, your, your mission is and, and and it's just it if if you take if you take care of of your people and your employees then you're going to see success mm -hmm. matt go ahead so i'm curious you know your how your dad took your grandfather's small fix-it shop and grew it into this major retailer of um, heavy-duty trucks. What were what were some of the decisions he made over the course of his tenure of the company that really led to this big, successful company it's become? Um, <clears throat> I think, I, first of all, he was a very hard worker. And work for him was all about the challenge. You know, that's really, he just loved it. He, you know, he, you could, you could brand him as a workaholic, but um, it was the challenge that he loved. And so he worked really hard. He was not afraid to take risks and they were calculated risks, but mm -hmm. still risks. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, he did a lot of those things to grow the business. And I think it's also important to mention too, when he started helping his father 
and then eventually took over. He was under the trucks. He was a mechanic. Wow. I mean, he was on a creeper. So mm-hmm. that lends a different also perspective yeah, to it absolutely. rather than someone that just ran businesses. So right. I, I just wanted to mention that yeah, as well. Yeah, like hands in the dirt, you know, grease, yeah. grease under the fingernails yeah. kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. But he, you know, it wasn't without sacrifice for sure. I mean, you know, as a family, we have a mom that was uh, a rock, you know, and who who um, was was involved in a, in a different sort of way, you know, mm-hmm. not going to work every day, but she always took care of all of the household and all of their finances and all of those things. And he would, um, you know, he would come home and be there when he needed to be there, but he, he wasn't afraid to come home and have a family dinner and then go back to work, at, <laughs> you know, at six or six thirty. So yeah. and the, other, yeah. the other thing that he would also do to my mother is say, Hey, he'd call her at five and say, Hey, what are you doing? She'd be like, um, <laughs> Okay, what do you need? And they say, "Well, so and so is in town from Kenworth. So, can you just whip up some meatballs and spaghetti? So, because we'd like to have dinner, you know, in the next forty-five minutes." And she'd be right there, you know, Johnny on the spot. Oh my! And I mean, and it just all happened, you know. So, wow, Matt, go ahead. Well, and you know, both of you are hardly new to the business. Can you talk a bit about um, the roles you've had in the business, um, and then? Also, what it's been like to um, be women in a very male-dominated industry and the challenges that perhaps that has um, brought on um, during your careers and how you've overcome them. Sure. So I started out, I graduated from Boston University in 1992. It was a Saturday. Um, my, 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 it was May 19th. It was a sunny Saturday. And, and so, uh, I was at work on Monday. Uh, we, at the time we had territory of the territory of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. We had a location in Dedham and my plan was to go on to graduate school, get a PhD in psychology. And that was sort of my mind anyway. And once I got into just working for a little bit, I was like, Hmm, I like these people, the customers, there's just interacting the, you know, and then the more I got to know the trucks, et cetera. And I moved up, I started out the lowest of the low. I mean, you know, that's how we worked it in our family business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I worked my way up to sales coordinator and then I learned how to spec trucks and, and I learned how to drive and, you know, it sort of grew from there. As far as uh, Matt, your question relative to being um, female in the business, when I was learning how to spec trucks, I was tested constantly, especially in the early nineties from guys who were like, Oh, this girl's not going to know anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so he, they would deliberately try to throw me off. They'll be like, well, well what's the displacement of a cat 3406 And I'm like, 14.9. What oh. else do you want to know? Slam. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. No, no but, but, but also if I didn't know the answer, I, w- I would say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I will get back to you. And mm-hmm. every single time I got back to him. And so then the I right started, answer, yeah. I started to build my own customer base, my own reputation because mm-hmm. I worked as hard for a customer specking a truck and it takes a while to, you know, go through the program and do it. And so I've, all of that said, I've been in sales primarily for, for my 30 years that I've been in the business. Um, I I wish I had spent some time in the service department, to be honest, because I really enjoy ripping things apart and putting them back together. <laughs> it's so, a com- so, common theme here today. Yeah, I, I know, I know. So, um, because that's what we were taught how to fix things. Yeah. So, like, I, yeah. anyway, so I, go with ahead, that, Denise, I'll. Yeah. 
Um, I had a little bit of a different experience. I mm -hmm. had a whole different career path. I, I worked in um, sports medicine for 25 years. Wow. So <clears throat> I guess to the male-female thing, I probably was thrown into that, just male sports, women's sports, yeah, you know, all, yeah. all through the 80s and 90s and, and uh, you know, Title IX and all those kinds of things. So, so that certainly wasn't new to me. Um, I entered the business to help out a little bit part-time when someone was retiring and um, finally sort of morphed into a more full-time role when, when another person retired. And I, I started in Vermont, um, <clears throat> which I... Still not sure if I live in Vermont or New Hampshire right now. <laughs> <Just because. laughs> it's because my home is there, but I'm spending a lot of time here. You know, our, our corporate office is here in sure, New Hampshire. So, sure. so I've been a little more on the kind of um, personnel leadership mm -hmm. role um, of things. And so um, my strength has been more on parts and service. And so I think Mary Beth and I complement each other really well because I, I could attempt to try to spec a truck but I, I could you know she's she's a master of it and I, <laughs> she'd beat you to it yeah huh? yeah so um so i i think that that um makes it work for us yeah. yeah quite a bit yeah cool what's the best advice or life lesson your dad provided you uh, in regards to business or life that continues to help you today the speed of the boss is the speed of the gang <laughs> deep right yeah deep i like that he had little things that he would say to us we called them joeisms you might have seen that in the mm -hmm. full video if that's mm -hmm. the one you watched mm -hmm. um but that one really hits home i mean if you're not in the trenches and if you're not there it's it trickles yeah you know but if if and he used to go to all of our locations you know we have nine locations now and he Every, you know, he just knew what was going on at all times. And, and, and that, so that, I guess, always staying involved, staying on top of things. He would also, he also would say, I have to push every button every day. Mm. That one has come home to roost too, <laughs> big time. Um, so anyway, Denise, I don't know if you've got. Uh, no, my other favorite is the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. Yes. Write things down. Write everything down. You write everything down. And he had, I a, love he it. had a short pencil on his desk. It was like this big. <laughs> it's so practical, but also a lot of fun. And, and, we all <laughs> and we all have notepads that say that on it. Just for, you do. Yeah, awesome. Do. Awesome. Well, maybe we can get our hands on one of those. <laughs> the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. Mm -hmm. And the Speed of the boss is, is the speed, speed of the, the gang. gang. Okay. Uh, and also one more. Show yeah. me somebody good at golf and I'll show you someone with too much time on their hands. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know if I can grasp onto that one as a lover of golf, but I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> Denise is also a golf lover. So Oh my goodness. Well, um, before we wrap today, yep. ladies, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, I want to find out if there's anything um, in terms of future plans. If you guys are on a, a good trajectory, if you've got anything in the can that you're uh that kenworth is is going to uh be doing tell us about it if not that's okay um we've got a few uh projects and nice. one we <laughs> we took on um right as my father died and right as the pandemic hit so i don't we all thought maybe we should have our head examined but we um renovated uh um a location and turned it into um, a, a dealership location in Londonderry. Oh, wow. And so within, that's, a, within a couple months. I, yeah. Sorry. So that's been open about six months and, and is, uh, is, is doing really well. So we, 
we all sort of thought, you know, we scratched our head a little bit and we're like, do we really want to be undertaking this? But it's worked <laughs> out okay. Um, and then we've, we've, we've got a lot of more, um, I would say, location and real estate building kinds sure. of renovations that we're working on in uh-huh. a lot of our locations. It's just, it's just time and they are all sort of around the same age and they need, you know, yeah. it's a lot easier to attract um, great employees and people to work for us when things, at least in this generation, when things are shiny and new. Yeah. And, and, and we love shiny in the truck business. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to, we're, we're chroming out and diamond plating everything. Good, good. As you should, as you should. And they, and they will come in droves and they will work for you forever. Right. <laughs> of course right. they will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, well, Mary Beth and Denise Alosa are co-CEOs of New England Kenworth. We are so thankful that you were with us and told your story of your family, of yourselves, Thanks again. Thank you. It was great. Thank you very much. And now the buzz with Matt Mowry. So, Nathan, what is the best day of the week? The best day of the week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Friday? Saturday? Uh, Wednesday afternoon? I don't know. This is this oh, is this a trick payday. question? Payday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Payday. Yay. Payday. So you know where do you think the best places in the state are to stretch a dollar? That that's a question that was asked by Smart Asset in a recent survey. So they rank New Hampshire's ten counties by how paycheck friendly they are. Ooh. Taking a look at things like uh, income taxes, purchasing power, unemployment, income growth. And uh, so who do you think, which county ranked in at number one for being the most paycheck friendly? Paycheck friendly. Grafton? Grafton. uh, Good guess. Number seven, though. Seven. Okay. Yeah. And so here's the interesting thing. You know, I would have thought that our more rural communities, Mm -hmm. even though they may have lower income uh, for the most part compared to where the more urban centers, um, but also would be cheaper living and and you'd see the the paycheck go further. But according to Smart Asset, it's actually flipped. So uh, ringing in number 10 is actually Coas County, uh, followed by Sullivan, Cheshire, Grafton, Carroll. So these are least paycheck friendly. Uh Getting into the more paycheck friendly ones, we have Belknap, my own Stratford County, uh, Merrimack, Hillsborough, and that leaves Rockingham County, being listed as the most paycheck-friendly county in New Hampshire. Dun, 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 Who, knew? Dun. Who knew? So it seems that um, even though our urban centers may be more expensive to live in, those higher paychecks are making are being able to be stretched even further. And so I think that's an interesting economic development quandary for our state to continue to delve into. Mm. And that is the buzz this week. Welcome back to the Cardinal Corner. I'm Nathan Carroll. Does your for-profit company have a mission statement? It's something often thought of for nonprofits, but not always for for for-profit companies. Creating a mission, though, that's kind of the easy one. What do you want your company to accomplish? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal? Why is your company different than others, right? 
I'm going to throw a few at you just to get you inspired here. Coca-Cola, to refresh the world, to inspire moments of optimism and happiness, to create value and make a difference. Really? Okay, cool. All right. Next one. American Red Cross, to prevent and alleviate human suffering in the face of emergencies by mobilizing the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors. That's a really good one. How about this one? Nike. Bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. If you have a body, you're an athlete. Damn, even a dad bod, maybe, I guess. Um, At Cardinal, our mission is to lead and develop small businesses into strong, sustainable organizations, in turn strengthening the backbone of their local communities. So what's your mission? Perhaps it's time to gather up the team and put your heads together. Thanks for joining me in the mission-driven Cardinal Corner. Find more at our website, cardinalconsultingnh.com, or on social at cardinalconsultingnh. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard in today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a joint production of Business NH Magazine and Cardinal Consulting. Listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.